Ja on rekord kiri. Thank you, Tzidi. Why should I thank you? You've thrown a lot of assegais. <laughs> No, 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 no. You, you, you are being unfair because what accountability, CD? You arrested me. I came to court. That's accountability. I came to court. The biggest mistake again that came from time to time is that old people must go, young people must take over. That will be a disaster. In the ANC, you need a mixture of generations to come to decisions that are rational. Hello and welcome to Eyewitness News, a special coming to you from Nasdaq. We are covering the ANC 6th National Policy Conference. In fact, this is the end of it. Party President Cyril Ramaphosa has delivered his closing address. There will be announcements, there will be recommendations, most importantly, that this conference will make, that will be deliberated over in December, rejected or adopted, and that kind of tells you where the ANC wants to go and how the ANC sees itself and its role in the country going forward. A lot of us outsiders have been saying, mm, this is a party fast on the decline, and that maybe, possibly, South Africa could be better off. Is that it? Is that not? it obviously the ANC will disagree and I believe my next guest will absolutely disagree. I'm joined now by the ANC's national chairperson, Gwede Mantashe. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good afternoon, Sidi. This felt like a very different conference for me. The last policy conference I attended, you were Secretary General of the ANC. You come back now as chairperson. How have you processed this conference these past three days? What have you taken in and what's your sense of what NC members understand about where the party is as far as its relationship with the electorate and its role in society is concerned. Let me tell you about complications uh, that preceded this conference. The first one is that because of COVID-19, we didn't have a national general council. So we didn't have time to do mid-term assessment of the NC and to go to a policy conference. Uh, many people wanted to make it a hybrid of policy conference and an NGC. And, NGC, yeah. and we said, no. There's provision in the Constitution of the NC, Rule 12.2.21, and so forth. This is what it says. It's a policy conference. It must make any recommendation on policy matters to the national conference. And we kept to that. Uh, quite difficult. There was a, a strong stream to say, uh, let's do assessment, bring organizational report. We reminded them that in policy conferences, we don't bring organizational reports. Even last time, there was a special dispensation created for us in the Secretariat to present what was called the diagnostic report. But ordinarily, we don't take organizational report to the Polish Conference because we focus on policy matters and recommend to the National Conference. That is what happened in this conference. You mentioned the diagnostics report, and you take me back to an opinion piece that Charles Mwakula, an NC veteran, wrote for Eyewitness News. And he said, this policy conference won't help the NC, nor will it stop the expected use of money come December when you elect new leadership. And said, the NC has to think back to something like Morogoro. The NC has to have a consultative conference. It has to go back to the drawing board. And he quite often, actually, in the piece, went back to your diagnostics report of what is wrong and how... None of those things have been arrested in spite of the lip service, in spite of the, the attempts to get 
to deal with the rots within the organization, saying you need to go all the way back. You need to think about what Morogoro did for ANC and what happened in Kabwe, ultimately leading to the democratic breakthrough. What do you make of those kind of opinions saying you are missing the point that actually things are so bad, you need to go all the way back to not being worried about leadership? And the difficulty, I imagine, is because now you're in governance as well. You know, one of the things that you never do uh, is to drive a truck and coop your, your eyes in the mirror. You're going to cause a disaster because you're not going to but see back. you're not going to see where you're going. The mirror will show you a distance that has already been covered. Mm. And therefore you wish you can go back to that space and you're not going to go to that space. Many things have changed. The first thing is that uh, all three consultative conferences were under Kosnovili Akaliti, starting from Lubatsi, which is normally forgotten. You go to Murogoro, you go to Kabul, all of them under Kosnovili Akaliti, in exile. Then there were consultative conferences. Mm -hmm. Now, we're working, operating as, a, as an open party uh, in a space that is open legally. So we can't behave as this were actually banned. We're not banned. We must get it right. The other thing that has happened is that this has gone younger. Uh, there's quite a, a flood of young people getting into the ANC, which is natural. It's not, there's nothing wrong with it. But the ANC must adapt to ap appreciating how is it going to accept young people and make them contribute to the future of the ANC. The biggest mistake, again, that came uh, from time to time is that old people must go, young people must take over. That will be a disaster. In the ANC, you need a mixture of generations to come to uh, decisions that are rational. You need the agency and the energy of young people. You need the hurry, the impatience of young people. But you also need the rationality of older people who will say, no, we don't run like that at that speed, because at that speed we won't be able to turn the curve. So that's where we are. So this conference is making us begin to appreciate many of those dynamics, and we must apply our mind. I'm going to come back to that issue of young people, but I want to look at the state of the country. Mm. South Africa's not even fast approaching, it's plunging deeper and deeper into a crisis. One question is whether or not the ANC still fits to answer to those questions. ANC's done a great job of understanding what's wrong. It does a fantastic job of standing there and looking at the problems with the rest of us. But there's always an issue with implementing the answers, getting the things right to help South Africans. Your sense at this point in time, and you always speak about urgency, by the way. You speak a heck of a lot about the need for urgency in addressing particular issues, and we don't see it. Let's speak to you now. Yes, there might be a slight reprieve in fuel. However, South Africans continue to suffocate. The cost of living is horrendous. People are suffering. You've spoken about it. But believability... Now, the, let, let me talk about price of, of fuel. Sure. We don't produce our fuel, we import. If the price of crude oil goes to $120 a barrel, we will pay the price because we have to import it. Okay. Uh, we do certain interventions that we try to mitigate that price. For example, in August, it will be reduced by 137 cents a liter. That is quite a, a move, a good progress. We're hoping that it will follow the same direction in September. But it doesn't depend only on us. When the, when the rand weakens against the dollar, it works in our favor. When the price of 
uh, crude oil comes down. It works in our favor. And that's what we're banking on. Uh, many have, have asked to do away with many taxes. Mm. I say, if South Africa can take a vote and say, uh, the state must never insure people for road accidents, uh, I'm sure the state will not celebrate that because it will know that the most vulnerable will not be able to insure themselves. And therefore, we are going to open up the poor of the poor um, in the interest of the middle class and the upper class. So, those are the issues that must be open for a discussion. I'm open to them. I want to hear views clearly on those issues. Uh, and the, the question of agency. Sure. Agency is always part of execution. Now, execution is a complex issue in the sense that you may actually think emotionally and rush into something and cause a deeper crisis. You know, I've heard this thing of South Africa going for a deep... Uh, uh, we're suffocating. Deep. We feel like we're in a deep no, crisis. No, deep... Uh, Unemployment says we're in a deep no, crisis. What we don't appreciate, is that a progress that has been made is not acknowledged in the process, okay? And somebody, I talked to one uh, a friend of mine who's an Africaner, who said to me, you know, the ANC is a strange animal. It's only the ANC that will not acknowledge that uh, half of the assets of this country were built post-1994. Can I counter that for you quickly? Counter it. At some point, even you've got you to stop. Even, even if you have not had it, count it. I don't really care if I had it. I think yeah. that's part of the problem, actually, Gwede. Yes. You have a tendency to force us to want to appreciate what you've done. It isn't about that. You spoke about young people at some point. It actually isn't about that anymore. It cannot be that you're asking us to look back at what you've done to praise mm -hmm. you. You spoke about not looking into a mirror and causing an accident. Yeah. And I think rightfully so. The expectation should be we are here now. Yes. What are you doing now? now Instead now. of you saying to us, I've done ABCD for now. you before. What you should appreciate is that if you don't know where you come from, every road is a right road, okay? Because you don't know where you come from. Uh, so it is always important to do a checklist of where do I come from? How far am I? You must always say that we have an, an energy crisis, which I think is a, is a, is a baseload crisis more than an energy crisis. That's my own view. What is your take on the proposals that were made here around energy and the way forward as somebody who is handling that, who's tasked with that on a day-to-day -day basis yes. in your government role? What is your takeaway from what NC delegates think um, and appreciate of where South Africa is as far as the energy question is concerned yes. and coming from rolling blackouts? Now, what I agree with them, which is part of that uh, a proposal from the that was announced by the president, which people don't apply to them as an interpreter, is the question of actually get energy from connected capacity in ESCOM. I think that is uh, paying attention to the immediate because there's a 20,000 megawatts which is not decommissioned, it's in ESCOM, it's in the system, it's not giving us energy. Now, if we, we invest in maintenance, and servicing of those units, we are likely to get some part of the energy and reduce the risk of load shedding. I agree that. The question of building new capacity is actually only possible without a revolt 
if we address that immediate issue. Mm -hmm. Number three, if we're appreciating the importance of emergency procurement of energy, once we do that, we'll know that it is urgent to procure energy. You don't pretend as if you have a lot of energy and say, I don't want car power ships. You see, you okay. see. I don't want car power ships, but we have nothing. And those car power ships help Ghana. They help Cote d'Ivoire. They kill, they hold uh, Senegal. They help Brazil. And we pretend to be a, a, an island of angels in a sea of poverty. That's a disaster that we're facing. We must pay attention to availability of energy in the immediate and build capacity as it comes. One of the issues that came out of this conference is that fine, get your renewables from the private sector, but don't lower and reduce the contribution of the publics, of the state, because energy is a public good. I agree with that. So a combination of intervention that are in that proposal that have been confirmed by this conference, I agree. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that because I want to, a little bit mindful of time, I want to speak to you about the nine months, not 90 days rather, <laughs> 90 days we have towards the ANC's next elective conference. I, I, I read this conference as a calm before a storm. Are you concerned about the path towards December? The, the, it's every five years the ANC go to a conference where it elect leadership. It happens every five years. Mm, but the road is not necessarily paved in good intentions. Uh, uh, the road is not necessarily rosy. Last time we had seven candidates for presidency. Okay. And if you remember, sometimes things I wrote, uh, I forget it even myself. We developed a paper as secretaries of the region about something called accidental leadership. Okay. We said accidental leadership. When people ask, what is this? They said it is actually when the actual succession of leadership is not managed. It is left to chance. It is thrown in the air. You catch whatever ball. Then that's the risk. That risk is still inherent. It was inherent when we had seven candidates for presidency. We'll have a stampede now for one position or another. And that is the bigger risk for me. But the fact that there will be election in December is not a risk. It's not a threat. It's what should happen so that every leader must go and test the support every five years. If you, you must continue, then you continue. If you must not continue, accept that. I feel like there is an ugly fight towards December brewing, though. I think there are people who, it's an almost an all and out fight. And Step Aside is a part of that fight where people feel they're being politically targeted. I know part of the recommendation is that it must be implemented fairly, Right. Um, but there is a sense and a feeling that people think that they're being targeted in order to pave the way for some others. Um, Palapala farm saga is an important issue. As citizens, we have the right to demand accountability from our president. You and I have differences about that. I'm not going to Palapala. No, I have no Because I want to accept your I have no differences of no opinions differences about it, you and I. I have no differences. spoken about it. And I said he must account in the institutions. Do you want me to, to, to answer that? No, I don't want you to answer I go want there. to answer it. Because we differ. No. no. I want to answer it. Give me, I'll give you five seconds yeah. for an answer. Yeah, I want five to answer Five seconds it. for an answer. One, I, I, I never said, no, don't account, make him account. You said he must account through institutions. I accepted what you said and I said, I don't agree with it. Okay. How must he account? He can also tell us what's happening. <laughs> I think as the public, we're being undermined by you. the continued silence. Are we not his citizens? Mm. Who does he serve as head of state? All I'm saying is that 
you have a Palapala incident, uh, there are many versions. Actually, even the amount nobody tells exactly how much this money is. And details of those things will determine the outcome. And my own view is that, for example, you don't assume money laundering without knowing the source of money, whether it is dirty or not. Now, and, and people want to say, take action now and then investigate later. I don't know what principle is that. I still don't understand. That's not necessarily what I was saying, yeah. but I also didn't want to yeah. stop at Palapala. Okay. I actually wanted to say to you, how that story came into play, yes. according to some in the ANC, is part of that all and out battle mm. for leadership of the ANC. You said there is nothing wrong with elections. Absolutely, I think we all yes. agree. But it is that all and out bid, the desire to win at all costs. <laughs> Your president said we are in a fight, the battle for the soil of the ANC. That's why I'm asking you uh, whether or not you're worried about December. Today. I don't know. To I don't know if you were in the in the Pulugwana conference. I wasn't, I was at school. No, you see. <laughs> so that means you, you will see this conference as something that is coming to you as a, in a big bank. You see, we were in Pulugwana. But the country was not in the state that it was in when no. you were in Pulugwana, was no. it? We were in Pulugwana. And the fight there was not the nicest fight you can be engaged on. We're still feeling the effects of it today. Yeah. Okay. We went to Mangaung. The battle there was life and death. We went to Nasrek, life and death. No, oh, it wasn't. It was. Seven candidates for a presidency cannot be nice. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Yeah. But I need to wrap up. I ran out of time. Yeah. Um, what happens with Gwede Mantash in December? Are you done? If the branches ask you to come back, do you want to be asked to come back? If I'm asked retire? to come back, I don't want to be president or deputy president. If I'm told to continue as chairperson, I will continue. Okay. With young people, should be should it be a young person second in command of the ANC? Young people must be in the top six. Uh, now I'm not going to allocate seats. To get my point. So you won't say young deputy president? Just they must no, be there. I said I can't be a deputy president. I think a younger, energetic person must be a deputy president. Okay. I talked for myself. Okay. Uh, I can tell you that if you look at the stampede of people who want to get into that position, there's some old men there. You'll see that there are some old men who want to get there. It's fine with me. But my own view is that a younger, more energetic deputy will give us a gap of five years to actually ban that deputy to be ready to be president. I'm a great believer of uh, uh, electing deputies with the aim of succession. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you so much. That is ANC National Chairperson Gwere Mantashe speaking to Eyewitness News as the ANC wraps up its sixth national policy conference. It's been three days. Thank you for tuning in and joining us for Eyewitness News. My name is T.D. Madia.